What's up, everybody? It's Bricky Sergeant Benny, and we are back, baby, for another episode of Life Through Our Lens. And I'm pretty chipper because I just had me a big night at the old Casino St. Louis, baby. All right, what's a big night? Just so that we're for the for all the listeners out there, what is a big night for the Brickner household? I mean, it's not life changing money, but and I'm not going to tell you the exact amount, but I did have to fill out a tax form. Boom! Hey, hey. So you're saying it's a couple uh, car payments or a couple uh, rent payments. It was, uh, let's just say we're going on vacation and we're having a bougie vacation and we ain't sweating <laughs> about it at all. <laughs> now, did you upgrade your room? No, we already, we're already at all inclusive. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. Let's bring us back to a lovely Wednesday evening down Wednesday. in St. Louis. Started off pretty good, actually. So have you guys ever heard of all-inclusive tickets at a baseball game? In uh, in Duluth, there was the Huskies games where you pay $30 and it was all you could drink and eat. Is it that type of deal? It was exactly that kind of deal. It was oh, $70. $70, all you can eat and drink. Okay. And we, so I went with one of my buddies down here and the doors open an hour and a half before the game and it's free food, free beer. So we went in and had dinner watch the grounds crew get the field ready. It was a nice little backdrop and we each had a beer and inning. So we were, we were rocking and rolling, got our money's worth. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you're feeling yourself. We were feeling good and we both took the next day off. So we went into this, like we are, we are drinking our tickets worth. Uh, so how much 70 bucks, all you can drink, all you can eat. Any restrictions on beer food? Was it like, was there like the all-inclusive menu or was it just like a free-for-all for you guys? Yeah, it was just free-for-all. Like it was like a buffet style and it wasn't like you're getting a steak dinner or anything that hot dogs, hamburgers, nachos, like just kind of like the you're at the ballpark, right? So like an entire concession stand worth of options. Yeah. Both actually, beers and oh, like, yeah. like we're talking, talking wines, mixy drinks. We just talking um, beers and burgers. That's a good question. I I was just drinking Bud Light. They had okay. Bud Light, Budweiser on tap. I didn't ask about any hard alcohol. I doubt they had it. And if they did, you probably had to buy it. Okay. But I, I honestly didn't even check. I was just gas and beers. So anyway, we both took the day off. We're both feeling pretty good. You know, suds up a little bit. And there's a casino about, I don't know, 10, 15 minute walk down the road. And we head over there. And I go to the casino like, once maybe twice a year i'm just not really a gambling guy and uh might have to change that now you know maybe second career but dude literally i mean we were there for like four hours and i couldn't lose it was ridiculous it was insane so started off on blackjack i put 100 bucks in was just like up and down up and down up and down lost my 100 bucks like all right whatever so guy i was with he was doing okay so he stayed at the table like i'm gonna go play some slots first spin 550 bucks so at that point i'm like dude i'm i'm up like i'm up that's all i care about i just want to be up that's all i'm good so i like go cash in that ticket and i'd been gone for like legitimately three minutes and i was like dude i just won 500 bucks like whoa what the hell like you just left and so anyway cash that put 400 bucks in my pocket, take the other hundred, turn that into another couple hundred bucks. And I'm, you know, feeling pretty good, having myself some drinks, celebrating a little bit. And so I go and hang out at the blackjack table for a little bit. And uh, 
nothing really happens there. So I go play slots again. First spin again, call an attendant. Lights are going off. The whole thing shuts down. I'm just like, what is happening? And the dude comes over and like, I have to fill out a tax form. I wonder if anyone like set you up, you know, in oceans, whatever, 13, 11 or 12 or whatever, where they kind of like hack this system. And then they, that lady goes in and just puts the coin in and then she wins the jackpot. I wonder if someone did that for you. If they did, I am eternally grateful. Cause that was awesome. I don't know why they wouldn't do it for themselves, but I'll take it. That so basically don't play card games, play slots for me on that one night. Yeah. And it was super funny. So I hit the, like literally first spin hit the jackpot and there was this lady next to me who was like, Oh man, I was just on that machine. Like she was pissed off. She calls someone, she's on the phone with someone, blah, blah, blah. Like I settle up with the guy and I just give her a hundred bucks. I was like, get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Keep your mouth shut. Very courteous of you. You were just like, Hey, take, you know, take a little slice, a little sliver for all that money you lost. How, how much of a, a, how much per pull? or button push at this slot machine the first one that i won was penny slots but i was doing max bet so i don't know five bucks a spin maybe okay and this this one i sat down and you had the option to do penny two penny nickel or dime and i clicked two penny so if i would have clicked nickel or dime i mean obviously butterfly effect but i could have been even more that would have been nuts so walk us through that because I've never, that's only like a movie thing. Like Sarge just said, uh, Ocean's 11, 12, or 13, where you see the whole thing like, woo, like the lights are going off. There's confetti coming down. People are excited. Were you screaming? Did you do like a, a fist pump? Any kind of like celebratory move after that poll? I mean, A, it was a Wednesday night at like <laughs> midnight or later. So it was a ghost town. There was no one. There was, you know, 20 people in the whole place. And yeah, so like it hits and it ended up, it, well, I, I got a bunch of free spins. So it was like going forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And then all of a sudden I was just like, move. And it like the whole screen like shut down and it just said, call attendant. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do right now. So when the dude came over, he like asked me about like, do you want to pay taxes now or later? This, that whole other thing. He like makes me sign all these documents gives me a receipt and he didn't tell me anything else. So I'm like all amped up. I like run over to my friend, I'm like, dude, I just want, it was crazy. And so I go over to the ticket window where I had been cashing in my other tickets. They're like, dude, you, you don't cash that here. You got to wait at your slot machine. I was like, Oh shit. So I like turn around, run back to it. What? Yeah. I didn't know you had to wait at your slot machine. So they just come in. Did you get like straight cash on me or like, yep. What? Oh! He just came out with hundreds of just like, Counted them all out right into my hand right there. Little fat stacks for your ass. Yeah. So I, I grabbed my buddy and I went to the the bar, got us. uh, I was like, I want two old fashions and I want the best whiskey you got. And then I asked him if he had cigars, but they didn't. I wanted a cigar at that time. They didn't have cigars. They for sure had six. They had six. He goes, we have cigarettes, but they're $14 a pack. And I was like, I don't want a cigarette that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You smoke one, then you have the whole pack. Could have given them to that lady as a little extra tip, a little extra rubbing money. Last question about the slots. Was it close to the entrance? Uh, No, it was actually really far away from the entrance. Why why do you say that? Yeah. 
because I maybe it's a fable, but I've always heard that they like the winning slot machines tend to be toward the doors because they want people coming in and out to see people winning just as that illusion that, hey, like, you know, Brickner just pulled the lucky number attendant and uh, now I'm going to start throwing money into the machine. So whatever you want, they're going to make 10x that because everyone's like, no shit, somebody just hit it. <laughs> Benny, are you a big casino guy? I am not either, Bricky. I like blackjack. I like, I like the cards. I actually did win on blackjack too. So after like, I got all my money, we had some drinks. We were, we were about to leave. And the guy goes, should we hop back in on blackjack? Like, let's do it. Yeah. And (laughs) dude, we literally, like I said, up and down, up and down, up and down, like kind of stand pretty even. And then it just turned into one of those shoes where the dealer kept busting like constantly in a row, which is like what you're looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I get this hand, my last hand of the night, I get two twos. I split the twos, get another two split that. And then I won on all three hands and I doubled down on one, on one of the twos because the dealer busted. It was nuts. Like one of the guys at the table won nine grand. He was a degenerate. Holy balls. I like that. That's so sick, man. I, I've never won the casino and I don't know if I would really care if I did win. I mean, I think I've most I've ever won at casinos like $120. It's like, whoop-de-doo, Basil. I don't know. Yeah. I'll never forget. Uh, on my 18th birthday, my dad took me to the casino before we went up to Canada and he gave me a hundred bucks. And I was like, well, I'm just going to keep this hundred bucks. Like, nope. We're going to the blackjack table. So we go to the blackjack table and I lose it almost instantly. And he goes, that's why we don't go to the casino. And so I, that's always been in my head. Like, why would I go in the casino? I feel like that's a great lesson that I learned because I've seen going up to running aces and watching all of our buddies lose hundreds of dollars. I would just sit there and watch. I would just go for camaraderie. I never really gambled. I just, I, I think there's better ways to spend your money. I'd rather go get a nice steak dinner than lose a hundred bucks in 25 minutes or less. Cause that's possible. All right, let's change gears into our segment. We're going back to two married guys and a single guy. Uh, This is where, I mean, I guess on previous episodes, we've kind of had, I mean, obviously me and Benny are married. Sarge is single. Uh, Sarge would ask Benny and I kind of specific questions about our, you know, what it's like to be married. We would ask Sarge specific questions about what it's like to be single. And we were kind of chatting about, we're mixing it up a little bit here. We are going on just kind of a broader topic. We're just going to kind of get perspectives from both being married and single. So this this is a great question for you guys right off the bat. Do you guys believe in soulmates? Wow, maybe you don't want to answer this because if you say no, you're fucked. But what do you think a soulmate is? Like, what's your definition of a soulmate? Oh, man. God, that's a great question. Like Uh, when I hear soulmate, it's all right. I was born... And I was going to meet someone specific. And then when they were born, they were meant to meet me as well. That is, I couldn't have said it better myself. Wow. Yeah. I think that's pretty close. I even, I even think it's even more than like, I think that's the idea. I think it's like your soul, whatever, like our energy force, man, I'm going to sound like a total uh, conspiracy guy today. You're getting me excited though. Uh, like you've always been meant to be. So maybe like you've been meant to be, and like not in this lifetime, but maybe in another lifetime. So like, no matter what, what? you're always going to find that person. And that's like a soulmate. No matter what, you're always going to end up with that 
one specific right. one. We could spin off on that, but I won't, like, what do you mean another lifetime? Don't answer that. We need to stay on topic. I, so who wants to go first year? Because I, I don't believe in soulmates. I don't. Really? No. All right. So we have conflicting interests off the bat. I definitely believe in soulmates. All right, Sarge, what's your consensus? Just so we have a, a compository. I don't know if I do either, to be completely honest. I think it's kind of a fantasy land thing. Like, okay. Well, let me hear you guys' arguments before I try to combat them since it's 2v1 here. I like this a little. I was expecting you to say yes, Brickner. And Sarge, I thought you were kind of like the romantic guy. So I definitely am. I don't like it's, I don't. Th- so you're, you're Benny, you think that out of the seven, what is it, seven billion people on this earth? You were born and you and your wife were just like meant to be from the womb. Like, yes, you guys are going to run into each other no matter what. Yes, I 100% believe that. And like, so coincidences are a thing. And I try to skew, you know, I don't want to say like, I don't know. It all happened for a reason. The way that it transpired me and her meeting and then it actually working out like the odds were probably way less than winning the lottery four or five times over. So from that experience, I think it has to be the fact that there's a soulmate. There's some like deeper purpose out there that you were meant to find somebody. I don't think that you find that per- that everybody can find that person. I think that you might miss out on your chance. But, then but I think there would not be a soulmate if you can't find them. No, I think it's just like some people. For me, that's like your soulmate's the person you like. That's it. That's that's the one you're you're with. That's the one you love. That's the full package you find that person that's it it's over it's like the auto lotto pick you just said like not everybody finds them though i agree and i i don't think that everybody can find their soulmate i think it's hard i think there's a lot of uh noise interference there's a lot of different paths like all right for me and her an example for example different countries she's younger than me the odds of us meeting were very rare if i hadn't lived in chicago i wouldn't have worked for at that job if she like the reason that she even took that job was because her aunt referred her and she was supposed to be a customer service rep transitioned into sales. And then you look at all the weird things that lined up. Like we started on the same day. We were in the same training class. We were in the same training class, worked for the same company at the exact same time. And then had the opportunity to both be in like a single mentality and willing to jump into a relationship. It never would have happened, which I think is mind blowing. I think this like, the con- the coincidences there's too many for it to not be a soulmate that's me but i'm a i'm a hopeless romantic so let me ask you this what if you guys met so let's just what year did you guys meet 2017 what if you met in 2014 you think it would it would no i don't think so so therefore debunked see i don't think so i think it all has to like it has it's more than just like that person the timing has to be right like, I think that there's probably been people that we've all met throughout our lives. And at a certain point, one person was unable to be in that like relationship type thing or give it a chance for other life reasons. And without that, you can't make it happen. But I do think there is at least one person out there, like soulmate, that you're supposed to be with. I don't know if you guys think I'm debunking myself or not. You guys look very confused. No, so I... 
I was doing some internet research here and a survey done in 2019 by Statista. I hopefully, hopefully they're credible, but 94% of Americans believe in soulmates. I think that's pretty interesting because I thought it would be less than that. So we're, we're in the odd Ricky. I just think that any relationship that, that you like, everybody could do what Benny just did enlist. Well, if I didn't move to this place and if I didn't take this job and I didn't do like, that's just life choices. Right. And like, if you had moved to California, you probably would have found someone and gotten married. And then that would have been your soulmate. You know what I mean? Like, that's just my take on it. Okay. So I, I don't know how to, I guess, I don't know how to explain it then. There's no, it's, it's an if, like, if then scenario, like, yeah, no way for us to test it. Exactly. But, like, you can't tell me that if you had moved to a different state other than Chicago and just like being the guy that you are, that you wouldn't have found a girl to be with. Fair enough. But would it have been the right one for me? I don't know. And I think that's something that it's really hard to decipher. But right now, I'm like more confident than I've ever been about that decision. That decision is like, there's no possible way for anybody to say like you're crazy. That's you know, I don't know. It's you're you're not wrong, and I like there's not a right answer. That's just what I believe. Let me flip it back on you. So the way that you met your wife, obviously there were some some friend connections. Do you feel like you would have found somebody else? Or she would have found somebody else. And like, do you guys that you do you believe like you were meant to be with your wife? I just have never thought about it that way. Like we've both like, so yeah, like you said, we have some intersecting friends. Yeah. And like, I was, I feel like I was the last of my, in my friend group to meet her. Like Sarge knew her before I did. Like they went on spring break together. You know, like I just never, we never crossed paths. And like her and I have even talked about this. Like, had we met earlier, it just wouldn't have worked for, you know, reasons A, B, C, D, whatever. And but hey, I, maybe that's the reason you were you met her so late after all of your buddies did because somebody, something was looking out for you, Brickner, and they were like, "This is supposed to be the union." You know, <laughs> you met her late for a reason. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm I playing mean, devil's advocate all day. <laughs> I love hey, it. No, it's better when we disagree. But yeah, like I believe in timing for sure. I know if because I mean, I had to go through some stuff that made me into the person I am today. Same with her. And it. Yeah. But like, I mean, there's seven billion people in the world. How am I to say that, you know, had I met someone else, had she met someone else that we wouldn't click, you know, and it's like, obviously I'm married. I'm not looking for anyone else. That's not at all what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) you know what I mean? I get it. No. There's lots of options, it's just like the right option, which is tough. But like, you know, obviously you're very confident in your decision and so is she. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's like the Hollywood romanticisms that are like imprinted in my brain, but I don't know. I uh, I fully believe in the soulmate movement. Right, what, what about love at first sight? Well, if we're going to stick off the soulmate thing, then maybe, but I don't know. It's like I... I think as a male, like if it's love at first sight, it's like out of attraction, like physical attractiveness. Yeah. But I think it's safe to say that when you meet people who are awesome, there's like a instant click. It's just like automatically 
you meet new people and you're like, damn, like we're going to be like homies, like right away. Don't know shit about them. You can meet them for half an hour. And you're just like, boom. So maybe I do think that we make our decision if we like somebody in like 10 seconds. So love at first sight. No, but like at first sight. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, still on the same exact <laughs> article, but 61% of women believe in love at first sight, but 72% of men believe in love at first sight. See, and it should be lust at first sight. That's what it should be. Because you guys think, yeah, exactly. Sarge is making a gesture <laughs> that I'm sure all of you guys can picture in your head. <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, like love isn't a feeling. It's a, it's like a choice. Like, cause is it a feel- choice? Yeah. Is love a choice? Why? How is it a choice? Because explain to me. So feelings change, right? And that's why I feel like a lot of people, the relationships end. It's like, oh man, when we first started dating, it was fresh and new. It was this and that and the other thing. And it's just like, all right, well, twenty years down the road, like it's not fresh and new. It's you're making decisions based on someone else, not yourself and not how you're feeling. It's someone else's feelings that you're making decisions on. Yeah. Think about like uh forced marriages or whatever. I God, I can't remember what movie it was, but they were talking about how they didn't love them at first, but then eventually they end up loving them just over that time. Even though at first they, they didn't great fucking example matt jesus christ (laughs) so you're saying that based on that example love is a choice like you're actively seeking to be in love with somebody who are you asking sarge because he said that like arranged marriage i've read that too i I think i know what movie you're talking about there's like there's research on that arranged marriages you know sometimes it's like a blind marriage like the first time they see them or ever communicate is at will alter however they get married oh and, no that's uh 90 day fiance yeah well i fall into that category <laughs> so that's crazy too well not not the fully like didn't know who this person was but along those lines uh well clearly i'm love blind i don't think love's a choice i think it just happens let me ask you this so this is i think this is kind of paint it clear marriages are at like a 50 percent success rate mm-hmm. right I don't know what the percentage of those end because of like adultery. Like, let's just say you, someone commits adultery. Can that person say that they loved their spouse? I don't think so. I think so. I think cheating is like really, really complex. I think it's like more out of insecurity or lack of needs being met. Going back to like what a friend is. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, we're attracted to the, like for us three, like the opposite sex. Some people it's the same sex or, you know, whatever. And it's a friendship, like the best friendship that you're probably ever going to have. And you just happen to be attracted to them physically, which I think is kind of it. So I think that if there's infidelity, there's just problems and maybe they're not clearly communicated. I think that'd be really hard for people to get over but I don't think, again, like I think people stay with it and they go back to people that broke their trust because love is like pulling them into that. Because at the end of the day, like trust is everything. And if somebody breaks that shit, that's hard to come back from and not let like jealousy and envy and anger and all the other crazy shit that happens in our brains step out of bounds. 
So we, we totally disagree, which is just phenomenal. I wish everybody could see their faces. I, man, I am either the biggest sucker in the world or just you guys are wrong because you're in the minority, according to the Statista. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting deeper than we typically do here. But uh, no, I don't know. It's, I just feel like, like I, like I said, love's a choice. And like, yes, there is that I didn't say like you're not physically attracted to them. Like, yeah, there, yeah. There, like there has to be that too. But like back to the, you know, adultery or cheating, like, that is a choice that you're making to do that. And yes. Like you don't do that to someone that you love. In my opinion, if you truly love someone, you do not get yourself in that situation. That should not be a hard thing to do. Okay. So before we get like way off the rails and that, let me flip it quickly because we're only talking about male, female or like significant others. What about your parents? What about your siblings? Like you love your siblings. You love your family, right? Yeah. So like, is that a choice? Like, are you choosing to love them or are you just like, Hmm. Okay. I didn't know where you're going with this at first. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, what are you saying here? That's what I mean. Like, that's something like, I mean, we're talking about two very different, like when it comes to having a romantic partner and your parents and brothers and sisters, those are two different things, but you still love them. Right? Like we use the same word to define it. Is like loving your family a choice? I I definitely think so because I know for I know I can think of one example of they can't stand their family. I'm not going to name names, but I know for a fact that it's just you know the things that their siblings and parents have done to them. Like why I wouldn't either. So I don't think it's necessarily a choice. It's about having you know. Hopefully you have a great family, but no, I I don't think that's a choice. Uh, or wait, no, is it? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is a choice. I'm talking okay, myself so, out of it. I don't know. So through and through both examples, you guys love a choice. Okay. I do Fair too. Enough. And I think it's an effort thing too. Like, you know, let's say the spark goes away in 15 years. You better do what you need to do. You better spice it up. You better, I don't know what it is, but you got to choose to make it right, I guess, or figure it out to, you know, keep it going, keep her going, I guess. Fair enough. All right. Agree to disagree. All right. So Benny here, let's spin it off a little bit. And this, this, I'll be curious about your answer. I want you to answer first. Can you fall in love more than once? Yes, I think so. But I think it's very complicated. I think it happens for different reasons. Again, I'm going back to, it's not a choice Just shit happens. And I think love is like a unidentifiable source of connection with somebody that helps like you know boost you up i don't know dude like was i in love when i was in high school sure 100 percent. am i in love now a thousand percent is it a different feeling very different like it's night and day compared to like what it was at an earlier age so i do think it's possible but i think it's different at the same time i definitely think so and i'll never forget interpersonal relationships Wow, interpersonal relationship class with Miss Peterson. She always told us to fall in love seven times throughout your life to figure out what you want. I thought that was super interesting. And I definitely think you can do it more than once. And for like Benny said, for different reasons. When you're younger, you have no idea. And yeah, once you're older, you got a little bit more perspective. But I 100 percent feel like you can. Ricky? Yeah, no, literally, me and Benny are aligned to the T on this one. Like my thoughts were. 
Yes, I was in love when I was younger, but love to me now is just way different than it was back then. And just like what it means to me and what, how that looks in my life. So yeah, we, we match up. Let's do a high five over, over zoom. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. High school love. I don't know, man. College, just be like young love. I think there's a difference because that was just like, we're all just like crazy teenagers. We don't know how to control our hormones and we're just like full of fucking fun chemicals and crazy shit. And then you get older and you're like, all right, like Young, Rickner, dumb, so- and full of cum, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. That, yeah. Well, if anyone needs a glue guy, Sarge <laughs> is your man. <laughs> Sorry, that's way too, way too graphic. All right. Men, we're still 10. We're inappropriate. Uh, sorry to interrupt. That just no, no, you're good. Had to get that out. Okay, so I I think we got we got one more question here, and then we can probably tie a bow on this one. Like we said, two of us are married, one of us is single. We're gonna have three very different perspectives on this one. Do you think looking for a relationship inhibits your chances at finding one? It's kind of deep. We're getting a little, we're we got our shovels out today. We're digging deep. Yeah. I think it's a desperation move if you do i i am 100 against looking for that that i feel like you're looking for all the wrong reasons if you're like oh man 30 years old i need to look for a relationship and get locked up that just has divorce stamped right on your forehead in my opinion i mean i there's difference between i don't know that seems forced and you'll just settle that's not what i'm looking to do anyway yeah i'm on the same exact page i think it's like opposites attract when it's supposed to happen. Again, going back to soulmates, I'm not going to let that one slide. It's going to happen, right? It all happens for a reason. PD positivity over here. It's like when shit is supposed to work out in your favor, like it ends up working and you just got to know when to like seize the moment. But if you're looking for it, I think that's when people are just like, they'll take anything they can get like, you know, desperation mode. And then maybe, it works out for a little bit. And I don't know who said the stat earlier, but 50, 50, you know, a coin toss for being married. That's kind of scary shit because it's a big financial commitment. And unless you're Brickner playing slots, (laughs) it's not exactly the savviest of bets. (laughs) Well, and okay. So just kind of to build off of what both you guys were saying, like Sarge, you said, you know, maybe, oh, I'm 30, I'm single, like I need to find someone to get married. If you're strictly looking to find someone to get married, like, yeah, I can see how that would not work out most of the time. That's probably going to be lopsided, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're like looking, looking for a relationship, I'm sure you can find one. Is it meant to be? Most likely not. Benny, you said you and your wife just happened to start at work on the same day. And I think both you guys were dating other people at the time even, right? So yeah. it was just kind of like one of those things where just kind of worked out, right? Same with me and my wife. It was, I wasn't looking at all. I had just gotten out of a different relationship like a year prior. Wasn't looking at all. I was just like for the boys, like whatever. And I just kind of fell into my lap. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know how we answer that one, I guess. I think we're all on the same page again. Because I can tell you, I was like not looking for it. And then, I mean, I was barely single. I mean, it was, I've, I've probably been single the shortest amount of time of most people I've ever met, just a serial dater and relationship guy. And 
I mean, shit. I was like sick. Now I'm like, you know, thing in the past, trying to move on, and then all of a sudden, like, this hit me in the face, and I was like, holy shit. Like, is this, is this, is this happening? Damn it. But like, you know, even though I was just like very not looking for it at the time, and it just that's how it happens. I feel. All right, that will wrap up this episode of Life Through Our Lens. Once again, thank you all for listening. And spread the word, you friggin' turds. Love you. Bye. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more.